Welcome to Saving Grace Church, located in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Our mission at Saving Grace Church is to love God, love others, and reach the world for Christ. We hope that this message brings you closer to God and helps strengthen your walk with Christ. Well, thank you for coming, everybody. Um, thank you for joining us here in person, and if you're watching online, thank you. Um, this week, this is week four of our equipped series on the book of Proverbs, and tonight we will look at what Proverbs and other scriptures as well say about the topic of generosity. So tonight we're going to be talking about being generous. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for everyone who is here tonight. Thank you for everyone watching online. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would open your word up to us. Lord, I pray that you would give us all more faith tonight from your word to be generous. Lord, we just, we just pray that you would speak to us. Please speak to us through your word. Please help me, Lord. I need your help, Lord, and just help us all to hear your word, to believe your word, and to obey your word. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, a few reasons why we should be generous for starters with the, and we're not going to these are not reasons in Proverbs, but we will get into Proverbs in just a minute, but a few reasons that we have as as believers, we should be generous. First of all, our God is a generous God. James 1:5 says, "If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. God is generous with the wisdom he gives us. And he, he's so generous in so many ways. Blessed be Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Our God is a generous God. I mean, if we, if we just, especially us who are so blessed to live in this nation, I mean, just looking around at all the blessings we enjoy, electricity, heat, indoor plumbing, so many blessings, and they're all because our God is a generous God. And our God's greatest gift to us, obviously, was His Son, is His Son, Jesus. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave, He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. There could be no greater gift that God could have given us than His Son, Jesus. So, Talk about generous, the greatest gift of all. God also gives us the gift of eternal life. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
the gift of eternal life from our generous God. And he gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So because of God's incredible generosity to us in giving us his very son and giving us eternal life, giving us his spirit, giving us wisdom, giving us so many blessings, millions of other gifts. We who believe in Jesus should be generous, the most generous people we can possibly be. We should be generous with our money, generous with our time, generous with our talents, generous in whatever ways we can be generous. And the Bible's filled with verses about giving, how we should give, why we should give, our heart attitude when we give, and the blessings of giving. And Proverbs is too. So King Solomon, the wisest man on the face of the earth in his day, wrote a number of Proverbs about the blessings of giving. So we are wise when we give, and we will be blessed. And so let's look at what Proverbs says, and, and I'm going to use other scriptures to uh, go along with these Proverbs. So first, Proverbs 19.17, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. So this, is, this particular verse is talking about giving to the poor. Now, in any kind of generosity, whether we're giving to the church, missions, the poor, we are giving to the Lord. This one says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him. So think about this. We are really, when we give to the poor, we are really giving it to the Lord, to Jesus. And God considers what we have done to a poor person as having done it to himself. So if, if we're giving to some charity that supports the poor, or if we, if we know someone who is poor and needs money and we give it to them, we may not be thinking, oh, I'm giving this to the Lord. But that is how Jesus, that's how our Heavenly Father sees it. So we're giving it to Him. Jesus said in Matthew 25, 31 through 40, he talks about this. He said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come. You who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Those, those are, most of those are situations of someone who is in some way or another. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, 
When, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, of these my brothers, you did it to me. So when we give to the poor, when we serve someone who is sick or visit someone in prison or even welcome a stranger, we are doing it to Jesus. And it's, it's interesting that the righteous answer saying, Lord, when? When did we see you hungry? Because we don't often think of it that way. When we, when we give to a charity or when we give to the poor or um, missions, you know, very often we, we aren't thinking, I'm giving to Jesus. We think, no, I'm giving to support this missionary. I'm giving it to these, these, these poor people in this nation who don't have it. Proverbs 19, 17, which we read, says, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay us for our deed. Well, when? When does God repay us? According to Jesus, it is when he returns and he is on his glorious throne. And the righteous will answer, when did we see you? It seems like we won't remember. When we give, it doesn't seem like we're given to Jesus, but he will reward us in heaven. And this kind of giving is so different than the health and wealth teaching that says, if you give $100 to this ministry, God's going to bless you 100-fold, and you're going to get $10,000 in this life. You know, that's, that's kind of the way a lot of the health and wealth ministry is. You, you give me $10, bucks, you are going to get 100 bucks back in this life. Well, our, our reward for, for giving to the poor is when Jesus returns. Now, I do believe that he blesses us in this life, but we are not to think of it in terms of like the health and wealth prosperity teachers. Our God is certainly generous, and our main blessing, our main blessing for being generous in this life is going to be in the next life. And he says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him. God will repay us for our deed. When we give to the poor or the needy, we are imitating God. And God will repay us. God repays us, not the person we give to, not the poor person, not this world. All right, Proverbs 22.9, another, another promise about giving. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. So when we give generously, we know that we are going to be blessed if we have a bountiful eye. He shares his bread with the poor. Well, how, how are we blessed? I really love when Paul was talking in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 15, he was taking up an offering for the saints in Jerusalem who could not 
they were going through a famine. And so he, or the saints in Macedonia. Which one was it? Macedonia. Right, thank you. <laughs> you want to come up and teach the rest of the lesson? I <laughs> Yes, the saints of Macedonia was taking up an offering. They were going through a famine. And, and uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6-15, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So Paul is using the metaphor of sowing seeds and planting crops and reaping. And he's talking about that because he uses the, uses the metaphor of sowing. So when we give financially, Paul says what you're doing is you're sowing some kind of crop. And seeds produce far more than the original seed. One one seed from a stalk of corn can produce a stalk with several ears on it, with hundreds of seeds on each ear. When we sow to the kingdom or give to the poor or missions, we reap far more than we sow. Not necessarily financially. God will certainly provide for us, but we may also reap God's joy. And we reap God changing us, making us more like himself. And again, our greatest reaping will be in the next life. So one gift, one financial gift to a missionary, for example, who knows, it could result in thousands being saved. It's like planting a seed. We give to a missionary and they're out there, out in another country or wherever, sharing the gospel with people. And who knows? When I sometimes I think, imagine we've we've given to a missionary, and we don't know how many people will be saved through their life and ministry. But imagine sometimes I think about the day I die, and I think about what what is it going to be like the, the very second I open my eyes in heaven. Can you imagine? Opening your eyes right after you die, opening your eyes in heaven, and you're greeted by thousands of people who were saved because of some gifts you gave to a ministry. You know, or imagine, you know, giving to pro-life ministries. We have no idea. Some, the, the next baby that could be born could be the next a great evangelist that leads thousands and thousands to the Lord. We, we just have no idea. And can you imagine opening your eyes in heaven and there's thousands of people saying, thank you for giving to so-and-so. I just, God is so much more bountiful than, and, and gracious than we can imagine. And so because of the the metaphor or the the way Paul's describing it as sowing and reaping verse 7 he says each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver and we 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 don't give under compulsion i i have a friend who 
was working in a church and the pastor was a health and wealth pastor. This is not in our town here. It was in a town somewhere, a, a large city somewhere out west. And this friend of mine said this, this pastor was terrible. He would make people give out of compulsion. He would say, I believe the Lord wants me to have, wants you to give $10,000 today before I end the service. And if we do not receive $10,000, I'm going to have to fire one of my staff. I mean, it's just com compulsion. That's not how we give. We, we want to have a cheerful heart. God loves a cheerful giver. And we, we need, we, we might need to pray. I, I need to pray at times. Lord Jesus, I need to pray all the time for God's help in obeying him. I need God's help to be a cheerful giver at times. I need God's help to want to serve others at times. Uh, lots of times I don't feel like serving. <laughs> I don't feel like giving, whatever. I need God's help, but he will help us. And I, I want to serve Jesus cheerfully. I want to give cheerfully because God loves a cheerful giver. And then verse 8, Paul says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And so one of the results of giving, Paul says, when you give to the, the poor, in the, in the saints in Jerusalem or, or Macedonia, let remember this. A result of giving is God makes all grace abound to us. God makes grace abound to us when we give. He causes us to abound in every good work. So we, the, the, the more we serve others, the more we give, the more we give to the kingdom, to the poor, the more God makes us abound in that. In verse 9, he goes on, as it is written, he is distributed freely. He is given to the poor. He who, supplies, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So they were sowing. It was not only helping people get food, but there was a, a harvest coming from it. You will be enriched in every way. To be generous in every way. See, giving generously only makes us enriched to be more generous. You'll be, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So Paul's saying, you're going to give us this money to take. When we bring this money in and it's going to meet their needs, it will overflow. They will be so thankful. They will be giving thanks to God. So our, one of the effects of our being generous is God receiving more thanks from others. Verse 12 says, for, this, for the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. So when we give to the poor and they, they receive this gift or they can buy food, they're, they're thanking God and God is receiving praise and thanksgiving. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission 
that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. So when we are generous, it causes God to receive glory. Paul's saying when, when, when they receive this generous gift of you, yours, they will glorify God. Says, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Just studying that passage really moved me. <laughs> wow, we can cause God to receive thanksgiving and glory. And, and we can experience more and more grace. Talk about reasons to be generous. All right, we're still in Proverbs. That was 2 Corinthians, obviously. But Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched and one who waters will himself be watered. Again, God tells us to give freely. Again, one gives freely, generously, and yet grows all the richer. God tells us, give freely. And this is not limited to financial giving. We can give by serving others. I know of Many ladies in the church who have made meals for families, taken meals to families at various times. During the um, COVID, a woman in our church called Christy and said, I'm baking cinnamon rolls that I want to just give all, all my friends cinnamon rolls. How many cinnamon rolls would you like? <laughs> you know, just giving freely and and uh, my dad used to pick up a couple guys every week and bring them to church and then he would take them to McDonald's afterwards these are guys that just who who needed help and my dad would do it um, people people in this church have done all kinds of things had all kinds of ways to raise money to, to bless people and to support different Christian charities. And, and you know, you, we don't have to necessarily be giving money ourselves. There's all kinds of ways we can give. We can give of our time. We can give of our talents. We can give just whatever ways that we can give. We can give people rides. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. We can water by praying for others. Just all kinds of ways we can serve and bless others and give freely. So many passages of Scripture and Proverbs. We can be tempted 
to think, well, you know, with, with every obedience to God, there's, Satan will tempt us not to do it. He will lie to us. If, if God gives us a command not to do something, Satan will say, it's not going to hurt you to do that. You're not going to die if you eat that apple on the tree. You know, Satan lies to us. And, and, and in every command to obey God, Satan is going to lie too. If you give that money away, you're not going to have enough for this and this. You're going to be tight. You're not going to have enough. Well, we need to remember all these scriptures. One who waters will himself be watered. And God always blesses us far more than we bless Him. Here's another proverb that I love. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Now, if you don't have a vat of wine at your house, that's, that's just a metaphor. <laughs> what God is saying is when we give, He says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Okay, the first fruits of a, har- of, of a farmer are not that much. It's not a barn overflowing. The first fruits, the very first little bits of a crop. If the farmer were to take that, give it to the Lord. God says, you give your first fruits. You give to the Lord first. And your barns will be filled with plenty. Your vats will be bursting with wine. And so, if we give to the kingdom, give to the church, give to the mission, give to the poor... I, I think it I think it's just always a good idea if you if we can give out of our first fruits. I don't think we you know if we receive if we receive a paycheck and we think, well, you know, after I go shopping and after I spend everything for the month, if I have anything left over, I'll give it to the Lord. No, it's God wants us to give first. Uh, give to the poor, give to the church, give to the mission of the kingdom. And when we obey him, our barns will be filled with plenty and our vats bursting with wine. And what is God saying in this verse? He always gives us far more than we give him. We give him a little bit of the first fruits and our barns are overflowing. God is so generous. We can never outgive God. What we give is like seeds. God gives what, what God gives us is a harvest. I like Malachi 3.10. It says, God says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. See, God, God is saying in this Old Testament passage to Israel, He's saying, I've told you to tithe. It's to take the first 10%, give that to me, the Lord. And He says, He normally, 
He normally says, don't try to put the Lord to the test. But this is a, a, a great passage because he says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test. See, see how much I'm going to give you. See what's going to happen when you give. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to open the windows of heaven for you and I'm going to pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. God always blesses us far more than we can give him. In Luke 6:38, Jesus said this, "Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the me- for with the measure you use it will be measured back to you." See what Jesus is saying when he says Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, pounded on the table so, so it makes room for even more for God to give, fills us up, pounds it down, presses it down, running over, it will be put into your lap. So God promises we, if we give to Him, if we are generous, He will bless us far, far more. And I want to just hit um, this last proverb. I believe it's the last one. Well, there's a couple more scriptures. But this is a great, this is a surprising way to be blessed. Are you ready for this? Proverbs 25, 21, 22 says, If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. So we are even to be generous to our enemies. If our enemy is hungry, we are to give him bread to eat. If he's thirsty, we are to give him water to drink. And the result is we'll heap burning coals on his head. Now that is not talking about fire of hell or anything like that. I was reading a couple of commentators. One of them said, Thou shalt make him burn with shame at the thought of the wrong he has done you. Thus to bring a sinner to repentance is well-pleasing to the Lord. Another commentator said, The high priest on the Day of Atonement was to take his censer, fill it with coals of fire, and then to put incense thereon for a sweet-smelling savor. So it is here. The first emotion in another caused by the good done to him may be one of burning shame, but the shame will do its work. The heart will also burn, and prayer and confession and thanksgiving will rise as incense to the throne of God. Thus we shall overcome evil with good. When someone harms us, if we, if we should find out that they are in need of something, we should try to bless them. I, I know I've told this story many times, but I'll tell you again, it fits in here. There was uh, a family that uh, lived around the corner from us for a while. They were in our church for a while. We tried, us, us pastors tried to really serve them, bless them, do all we could to help them, and all they ever did was harass us. They left the church and 
they, they lived around the corner from me, and so the wife would walk around the block with another woman, and Christy would come out. If she said hi to them, they would curse them, whatever. I came out, one day I came out, I was coming home, and they were walking in front of my house. This woman had her children with me, and I said, hi, how are you? And she held her nose, and she said, oh, children, this man, he stinks. Oh, he's evil. Stay away from this man. And um, they would walk past our house. This woman would walk past our house many times during the day, cursing us. One time Christy said hi to him, and she said, I curse you in the name of Jesus. And um, they called every or many pastors in town and told these pastors that I was a satanic high priest. Fortunately, these pastors knew me and didn't believe them. But I got a call from them one night at 2 in the morning. The phone rings. This was back when we had phones. And I answered the phone. And on the other end was this man. He said, you satanic high priest, you're washed up in this town. And before I could say anything, click. Well, I, so many times, when I would see them walking by out front, after the way they treated us, I, I wanted to do something to them. I wanted to go over to their house during the night and write, spray paint something on their house. <laughs> you know, Jesus loves you, not. Or, you know, I, or I, wanted to, I wanted to get a sign and put it up in front of my house that would have their names on it and say, get a life. You know, I had these thoughts, but I didn't, fortunately. And I did try to forgive them and did try to, pray for them and bless them. But one time Christy had this great idea. It was, it was in the Christmas season and we knew that they were hurting financially. And so Christy said, let's, let's bless them. Let's, let's give them a, a gift. And I said, well, if I write them a check and they see my name on it, they're just going to rip it up. So what Christy did was she went to a store and got gift certificates to Giant Eagle or somewhere like that. And, um, we somehow got it in envelopes and got it to their house without them knowing it. I don't know if we just mailed them or what, but but um, we mailed, we we did that, and within I don't know, just a few weeks after that, someone, one of my kids came in and said, "Dad, guess what? There's a for sale sign in front of their house." And they were moving to another part of town, and then they moved to another town, and I hope they're doing well. I pray God will bless them. But it was just amazing that when we gave them that gift, and we didn't say who it was from, God stopped their harassment of us. It was really amazing. So Jesus says, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And when we, and in Luke 6, he says, But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So when we 
do good to our enemies, Jesus said, your reward will be great. So I don't know if any of you are facing enemies. I hope not. But maybe there's some way you can do good to them. Maybe there's some way you can bless them. Um, oh, another way I tried to, I tried to bless this woman when she would go past our house. Um, I would just say out loud, Lord, just bless her. I pray you just bless her, Lord Jesus. And I probably didn't mean much to her, but I really meant it. <laughs> so God wants us to be generous. We have been blessed so much, and our God, we cannot possibly give more than God. We can't outgive God. So I just want to encourage all of you, and maybe what we can do is um, we can just take a couple minutes, and if any of you have any stories or uh, comments about how God has encouraged you or helped you to be generous, um, maybe Brian or somebody can get a microphone to, to Bring a microphone out. So, if you want to be on camera, you can come up here. But if not, you can just share from right there. I'm sure the guys will. Rodney, you have something to share with us? Not tonight. Oh. Oh. Oh, you just, the microphone oh you're just going to take the mic around. Okay. <laughs> so does, that, does anybody else have, has God ever uh, used you or, or shown you how he blesses you from, by giving to the poor or giving generously or have you ever struggled to be in faith and then God's, Yes. Hi, um, I, um, I'm in recovery, I'm, um, I struggle with addiction, and um, I volunteer at the Indiana County Recovery Center. I'm the resource coordinator there. I started out cleaning when I came home, um, just cleaning there one hour, three days a week. You, you start off cleaning? I start out cleaning the, the, okay. the offices there. Can we have a little more volume on that? Thanks. And when I... And then when they saw my skills and my education they um, and all the resources that I know in the community, because I am a CRS, um, I had the education of a CRS and I have a lot of other training and education. Um, they said, well, we want you to be the resource coordinator here. And they gave me that title. What and was then, the title? Um, resource coordinator. And okay. I work with all the agencies in the community to bring in resources to other recovering people that come to the recovery center and to help other to help people that need um, just help with housing and a lot of things in the community. And I do that on a volunteer basis. It's not a paying job. And That's great. That's I great. Left, I left volunteering there to go to a paying job. And I was taking care of an elderly woman who is a lot like an abusive person in my life. 
And I felt like the life was being sucked out of me. And I was also, I cleaned houses for a living. I've cleaned houses for 15 years. And I, I clean up student rentals and things. And I just felt like, literally like someone was taking a straw and going, and just sucking ever-loving life out of me. I felt drained emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And I made the decision after some days I literally just not, I dreaded. Can I'm you like, put the mic closer to your mouth? I'm really like full of energy all the time and like really excited about life. And I just made the decision like if I don't want to be around that person that's abused me, why am I going down and taking care of somebody for financial gain that's doing the same thing to me? So I made the decision to cut that out and went back to where I'm being fed and being blessed. I'm so blessed spiritually by going and volunteering my time. That's great. My time to the yeah. recovery center. And I told them, I'm coming back next Wednesday. Well, they thought I was coming back today. And they called me. They're like, hey, we want to let you know. Because they love me being there. And they it just blesses them by me being there. They're like, hey, we want to let you know. Oh, we're closing early in case you come today. And then we want, and the executive director called me. And she's like, we want to make sure you're going to be involved in this big event. They have a big recovery event in Seward on September 25th for everyone. If anyone has a recovering person in their family, there's a big event in Seward, September 25th from 11 to 6 p.m. So tell your family member, tell anybody you know, that it's just, it's really going to help people in recovery. So, so it's going to bless people. And I'm, I'm volunteering there. And they wanted to make sure that I was going to participate in that and to help. So I'm oh, more great. blessed by that because you get what you give in life. That's you great. You do. And I get more fed that way. And my, someone that I love dearly said, you are so much happier doing that than you were getting paid for that job. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that because I'm so, I'm so blessed doing that. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. So serving, just blessing other people and God is blessing you. Any other, any other comments, any other ways God has done something in your life? Okay, well, I'll tell you what, let me pray, and then we will call it a night. Lord, thank you for everyone who watched this online, everyone here. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your encouragement. Lord, please make us the most generous people we can be. Please, Lord, help us to have faith for giving to your kingdom, to the church, to the poor, to those in need. Lord, please make us to be the most generous people we can be. Please make us to be the biggest servants that we can be. The most loving, gracious people that we can be. And Lord, we just thank you. Thank you that you pour out so many blessings on us. Help us to bless others. In Jesus' name, amen.